What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again for Locked On Wizards. Today, we are going to do an Atlanta Hawks preview for tomorrow night's game, the second game, mind you, against Atlanta Hawks at home in D.C. Then we're going to talk about recent comments by Kyle Kuzma about what's going on with the franchise. Then we're going to end with us chopping about it at the end. I want to know what you guys' uh, thoughts about his comments and about the game tomorrow. So next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Again, it's your boy Brandon Scott again from Locked On Wizards. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So we're going to make it short and sweet tonight. I definitely appreciate everybody showing up tonight. We are going to do a brief preview for tomorrow night's game against the Atlanta Hawks, what my three keys of victory are. Then we're going to talk about recent comments by Kyle Kuzma. And at the end, we're going to talk about it. So let's slide right into it. So as you know, tomorrow night, we play our second of our two game series, which is kind of weird with the NBA now, but uh, two game series against the Atlanta Hawks. Now, as you know, we lost by two previously, but you know, it's not much of a change looking at this roster. Obviously, you know, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, uh, Clint Capella is, is roughly the same starting five. So real quick, what are my keys to victory tomorrow night to try to get back in the win column? All right, number one, let the offense flow through Kyle Kuzma or Chris Porzingis. No more Bradley Bill bringing the ball up. You know, he has shown that he tends to be turnover prone, and especially in clutch, uh, clutch time. You know, we don't need that. Look, Bradley Bill is best served when he is in being that scorer. You know, going on the perimeter, scoring, driving lane, but he has no business bringing the ball up. I think that Atlanta knows that. <laughs> I mean, they saw his turnovers the last time they played us. So I want to see the offense run through Kyle Kuzma or Christopher Zingas. All right, key to victory number two. We need to battle for control of the paint. Clint Capella, uh, Okonku, John Collins, you know, the list goes on. They have rebounders, man. You know, Daniel Gafford and KP, they need to battle it out in the paint. And we have to control the paint. We got to stem offensive rebounds by Atlanta, which usually, you know, as we know all year, the same issues with offensive rebounding. It often leads to second chance points and extends possessions. And, you know, we're going to flow into my third key to victory, but open three-point shooters, which number three, perimeter defense. I'm, I'm really going to say perimeter defense slash transition defense because very often than not, we struggle in transition. And usually when we are caught sleeping on transition, it always leads to open shooters. So definitely we have to get better defending in transition, communicate on the defensive end, and really identifying shooters, man, and really put some pressure on the perimeter. So my three keys to victory real quick. Again, number one, I want to see the offense run through KP and or Kyle Kuzma. Two, we have to try to win the paint and the battle of the rebounds. And three, we have to do better with transition defense and perimeter defense. So that was my three keys to victory. Like I said, it's going to be real quick tonight, y'all, because um, rolling solo, I, you know, is, is um, not much to talk about. You know, again, we, this is the second game of a two-game series. So 
I, I believe that if we show up those three areas, man, you know, if you look, we struggled with turnovers the last game, and really you could throw turnovers into keys of victory, but, I mean, that's been an issue all year round. But this is a winnable game. This is a must-win game. You know, if we get this win, we get a little bit of momentum going into our matchup versus the Philadelphia 76ers. So, again, this is a big must-win victory or must-win game for this team. So, again, those are my three keys to victory. So, before we get into man-on-man, recent comments by Kyle Kuzma. Oh, real quick, what is my prediction and score? Well, I think they will adjust. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. I have the Wizards winning 110-104. It's going to be high-scoring. It's going to come down to minimizing turnovers and working on those three keys to victory. So, before we move on to recent comments by Kyle Kuzma, and talking about it. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do or until we talk through things. Better Help connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery. Look, I'm a big proponent of talking to somebody. Like I said, I'm a military vet, so I've had my fair share of issues. Uh, so definitely, you know, look, take the pride out of it. Definitely is no shame in talking to somebody. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. So if you don't know, uh, Kyle Kuzma made some comments, and we're going we're gonna to talk about it real quick. Uh, this is from Hoop District, man. Um, it says, Kyle Kuzma on the trio of himself, Christopher Zingas and Bradley Bill after 30 games playing together, quote-unquote, I don't know necessarily if it's the big three. None of us are our stars. We can fill up points, but are we defending enough? Are we helping others get better? Wow. I mean, choice words from somebody who, look, he, you know, uh, this franchise hopes to resign him and bring him back. But it says a lot about what his mind is about potentially staying in D.C. Now, on one hand, Cosmo, Kyle Kuzma said that he likes D.C., uh, this team has given him an opportunity to really showcase his skill set. You know, he's shown a lot of growth in D.C., but again, you know, this is his time to get his to get a bag, man. Does he want to stay here long term? I think those comments say a lot. You know, you know, let's look into it. I don't necessarily think we're big three. None of us all-stars. He's on point. Nobody made an all-star team. Now, I will say this. Kyle Kuzma and Christopher Zingas both were deserving of all-star berths. So I do think that those two guys should have been all-stars. But, you know, Bradley Bell, obviously, he had his, you know, injury issues and was not even talking about the turnovers, Lord have mercy. But, you know, he has a point. You know, as you guys know, me and E call him the solid three, you know, due to all-star births. Um, Kyle Cummins got a, a ring, but, you know, just we don't feel the good enough right now to be called a big three. And, you know, his comments kind of solidify what they think about themselves. Uh, looking at this other quote, we can fill up points, but are we defending enough? Are we making others better? Look, call it like it is. This is not a good defensive team. They're not good defensively. You know, if you look at it, we struggle in the 
uh, defending the paint. We struggled defending the perimeter. We struggled in transition. We just we were not a good defensive team. And the fact that West Unsell Jr. is a defensive-minded coach and his MO coming over from the Denver Nuggets is defense is astounding to me. So he's right on. You know, the fact that he recognizes this, it, it says a lot. You know, there's also other comments that he's made that, you know, plays are not being run for him or Christopher Zingas. And, you know, Bradley Bill is the priority as far as getting the ball in the fourth quarter. You know, that is it, to a certain degree, it's shown a little bit of tension. You know, and with Kyle Kuzman going into a contract year with him, you know, that with him having the ability to, you know, either accept or decline his player option, you know, obviously he's going to decline it and try to get paid. But to me, this says that he it's not necessarily a you know a given that he's going to stay in DC. You know, because if you look at let's be real, y'all. If you look at the star treatment that Bradley Bill's given, you know, him having a voice in the front office with potential moves, look at, you know, i.e. Spencer Dibbity, um, a lot of his antics, you know, his attitude about getting paid, you know, it's just the lack of leadership. You know, Kuzma really came in and became that leader. Um, it's just you see treatment for Bradley Bill that you don't – it's just what, – what, what, all right, what is Bradley Bill? He, he's a scorer, right? He's a really good scorer. You know, he's evolved his game from his days playing in the same backcourt with John Wall, but what is he not? He's not a top-tier all-star. He's not a top-tier player. You know, if you look at the list of players who have no trade clauses, Stephen Curry doesn't have one. You know, it's a very short list, man, of people that have no trade clauses. You know, they really wrote out everything to get him to sign the Supermax. You know, and even with the, the trade kicker, you know, the list goes on. This franchise has been kind of just, you know, really overly loyal to Bradley Bill. And even with him making comments, you know, about whether, you know, I, you know, I I want to be here. I don't want to be here. It's just, it, it's, it's rubbing people the wrong way. This is year two of locker room issues. Cause you look at it, you know, look, I know a lot of y'all aren't big fans of Spence Dinwiddie, but what was a lot of his comments on the way out? You know, people trying to get paid, people not serious and lack of leadership. You know, he's not, he wasn't necessarily wrong. And now the fact that Kyle Kuzma is saying something about this tells me it's not a given he's coming back. It's not a given, you know, he's going to get paid. And if we don't pay him, somebody will, but it's just, it shows the lack of direction for this franchise. The lack of direction is just, I just, I will say this. I'll admit that this core of Chris Cyprus, Kyle Kuzma and Bradley Bill are the fun to watch, but are they the best recipe to win a championship? No. So looking, you know, kind of rolling back to his comments, he's not sure it's not a given it's 50, 50, whether he stays or not just going off the comments. You know, there's a little bit of, friction there because again this is year two of people having an issue with the way that the the leniency and the rope that is given to bradley build with this franchise and and i get it supermax you know you they're making him the face of the franchise especially with john wall with his exit i get it but it's the the amount of loyalty by this franchise towards bradley bill and trying to force him to be a franchise guy and he's not necessarily has the skill set to be that is just is astounding to me. And again, is rubbing people the wrong way. Now, Chris Opazingas, look, he is obviously a high character guy. He hasn't said much. And I'm not saying that Kyle Kuzman is not high character because he came out and said something. He just he's one of those guys who are very vocal. And like I get like I said, looking at the comments, man, you know, people aren't exactly happy in the locker room with Wes Unsell. You know, a lot of his game plans go towards Bradley Bill. You know, I how do I compare this? Um, I don't know how many of you guys watched the, the Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. 
where it talked about um oh, man, I'm trying to think of the head coach that came before Phil Jackson. If you know, man, <laughs> enlighten me. Um uh, he coached the Wizards. Ah man. Anyways, um, before Phil Jackson coached the Bulls, man, you know, a lot of the system that was ran. Oh, Doug Collins. Thank you. So Doug Collins ran a system that exclusively was for Michael Jordan. You know, he was getting scoring titles, MVPs, you know. But when Phil Jackson came along, his system was about everybody's, which is supposed to be the philosophy for this team. But this system is is designed for Bradley Bill. Obviously, because he's a franchise guy, they're trying to Put him out there to be that guy. It's just, but again, it's rubbing people the wrong way. So again, I know I'm I'm rambling a little bit, but it's just to me the comments just resonate what we all know, which is this is a franchise with no clear direction, where they're just playing by ear. They're just they're they're just it's designed for the, the present. You know, we it's just not designed for long term success. And what is long term success? Winning the championship. They've made it known that. They want to the uh, play in and first round exit, and they're cool with that. And I just so, yeah, it's just it's one thing to have that opinion as a fan base, but then when a player comes out and says these comments, man, it resonates a lot. So you guys definitely let me know. Uh, we're uh, we're gonna slide in the comments, but before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets. Back, if your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything for the money line, the point scores, and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Man, I'm a huge fan of same-game parlay. I actually, man, I, I felt like I was getting a little lucky yesterday, and I actually did six parlays, and I didn't hit on none of them. But, hey, look, you win some, you lose some, right? So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go from go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the National Basketball Association. So let's slide in the comments. And again, I want to know what you guys think about the comments. Bradley Bill, just let's, let's chop it up real quick. All right. So let's get right into comments. And chip, the Nago comment need to win this Hawks game. Absolutely. This is must win. We have to win this game, man. We have to beat Atlanta. Especially look who we got next Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a contender, man. James Harden starting to play at an all-star level and B is doing his thing. You know, we have, if we want any kind of chance and we need momentum, how do you get momentum? Beat the Atlanta Hawks. So absolutely. Appreciate you champ. Let's see. Uh, XD. Zaytheophone. Oh man. I chopped that up. My bad. Uh, we're cooked. We might get replaced with the Sonics. At the- <laughs> oh man. I don't know if we're going to get replaced with the Sonics, but I would like to see a team back in Seattle, but it's just inconsistency, man. Um, would not be surprised if they sold the franchise. Well, I'm not gonna ramble, but I'm gonna get on Ted Leonces real quick. You know, he was he was rumored to be in the running to buy the Nationals, so he's trying to expand. Which for a guy who refuses to rebuild, you know, he's gonna have to rebuild the Nationals. So again, you know, I know the learners have kind of stepped back from selling the team, but would it be sold? Ah, I don't think so. I think Leonces is gonna hold it for a while. Till he gets that deal that is too too good to pass up, but 
you know, and even if they sell, I think there's a lot of local guys, investors that we're not going to go anywhere, especially not Seattle. But I would love to see the Sonics back, man. Um, Alfonso Rodriguez, 100% agree. Wizards need to get it together. It's 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 not a talent thing, man. It's it's consistency. You know what what is the difference between contenders and lottery teams? Consistency. You know, contenders are consistent. You know, they find that recipe for success, but they don't hold on to it. They're, they evolve. You know, they evolve. And, you know, if you look at West, man, he he likes to stick with his rotations. He does. He you know he the, he has a lack of adjustments, and it's just it kills him every time. You got to learn how to adjust, man. You you need to learn how to coach on the go. Look at certain matchups, man, and, and go from there. Those are that's great coaching. You know, if you look at certain teams that are around the eighth to the tenth spot to the sixth seed, like Toronto, Nick Nurse does that. You know, look at a lot of these coaches, man. If you look at Atlanta, man, you know, Quinn coming in there. I think that's a good move for Atlanta. He's a good coach. You know, he did well in Utah, man. And it's, it's just crazy that he, they let him go in Utah. But, you know, the lack of adjustments and consistency. You know, we have the same issues all year. What are the issues? Turnovers. You know, turnovers are an issue. We cannot defend transition. We cannot defend the perimeter. We cannot defend the paint. You know, we just, we're, we're sloppy. You know, and, and it, you would think that, Wes and his coaching staff will make adjustments, but they're not. You know, if you know what the issue is, it's just it, it, it's, it's bonkers that they're not fixing these issues. So uh, let's get to Alfonso right back at you, man. Rodriguez. What Kuz saying? I, you know, Kuz is pretty much saying that it, it's not a big three for several reasons. They're not all stars, which, you know, again, I feel like him and KP should have been. But this is the Bradley Bill show. It, and this is how it's been. You know, especially last year. You know, like I said, I didn't like how Spencer did what he left, but his comments resonate a little bit now, right? You know, this is the Bradley Bill show. They're going to force it upon us that he's going to be the franchise guy, man. And, you know, and we know what he can do. He can score. He's still a really good scorer in his league, man. You know, with coming back from injury, he can score. I'm not taking away from Brad, man. He is exciting to watch him be that scorer, man. Even though his three-point shot is just is not what it used to be. He's more of a mid-range guy, you know, like DeRozan. And that's cool, you know, because his mid-range game is on point. But bringing the ball up, how many times do you need to dribble the ball off your leg, man, to your figure out that maybe I don't need to bring the ball up? I'm, 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 it's just a, the lack of adjustments. So, you know, he's saying that, you know, him and KP are just on for the ride. You know, there's no plays being run. You know, in crunch time, you know, the consideration goes to Bill. I mean, look at that one game. Um, oh, man, what was the game? Oh, I'm trying to think. They went to overtime. But, you know, Bradley Bill dribbles the ball for 15, 15 to 18 seconds and then drives. Everybody knew what you're going to do. There's no plays being run. It's just it's bonkers, man. So that, that's really what he's saying is that, you know, if you want to re retain his services, you've got to make him involved. You know, if you look at early this season when the offense flowed through him and KP, they were involved and his offense was more fluid. You know what I'm saying? So let's, ah, it's, it's, it's crazy to me, man. Um, Back at your chimp, Kuz wants to be in Cali. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If you look at some of his comments, and I don't know, maybe it's for, you know, him showing people that, you know, he's a high character guy. You know, there has been comments, you know, that says that he likes DC. DC gave an opportunity to kind of showcase who he is. So I do a part of me does think that he does like DC, you know, is, you know, he, yeah, he likes the lights of LA. He's in the fashion, but sometimes man, the, the bright lights, you know, it, it ain't always green on the other side, man. Sometimes, you know, being in a smaller market like DC where, you know, you, it's not like New York 
or LA, where it's a media hub, where they're in your business every five minutes is more of a slower paced city. You know, I think that he kind of likes that, but I would not be surprised if he goes back to uh, LA, whether it's the Clips, Lakers, you know, because like I said, he's into a lot more things off the court. So I can see that. Um, Chimp, right back at you, brother. We got a defensive coach that can't play defense. It's a combination of different things, man. He is not. It, all right, let's start it from a coaching standpoint, right? He's not vocal enough to really be a defensive coach. Look at Thibodeau, man. He's a defensive-minded coach. Look, he has no problem letting people know what he feels. You cannot be stoic up there looking like Marcus Aurelius, not saying nothing, and then and be ferocious on defense. Man, defense is a frame of mind. It's not just, oh, man, you know, this is system. No, it's a frame of mind, man. You know, look at players like Pat Bev, man. You know I, know, I know a lot of people don't like Patrick Beverly, but his intensity, his mind frame. Look at DeLon Wright. It's a mind frame. You know, you got to have a certain mind frame to play really aggressive defense. And when you got a coach that's very monotone, doesn't say too much, you know, it's just – I don't think these guys respect him, to be honest with you. I don't think he gets much respect in the, in the locker room. And that's why I think that if we're serious about really building around his core, we need to get a veteran coach in here, man. You know, I think that year two, you're still not adjusting. You're still not vocal. Going into the offseason, going into year three, we really need to evaluate – the head coach position um let's see man let's get it um back at your fonzo man 100 agree with coos yep i'm with you i agree with coos man uh chimp back at you we are the worst team in the nba we have no plans no sh real goals apart from to exist the worst team no but we're we're not middle tier man because what you said you're right on chimp the lack of a long-term vision makes us the bottom tier because we're not trying to build this franchise for any success into the future. We're trying to do immediate success. And then the whole immediate goal for this franchise is to make the plan. Like who does that? Like you, your goal should be championship. The fact that your goal is to make the plan is, is a loser mentality, man. You know, your goal is to win a championship. So why would you even play? I mean, it's, it's bonkers to me that they're, they're happy with, Playing against the first round and getting his playoff money. Why can't we get treated like the Capitals, man? Can we get the Capital treatment here? I mean, look, <laughs> Capitals got a Stanley Cup. You know, Nationals 2019 got a World Series. The Mystics have a championship. This franchise has not won a championship since 1978. Let that, I mean, let that resonate. The 70s. I'm at 85, baby, man. I, I wasn't even around. I mean, I, <laughs> I wasn't even a dream yet. I mean, it's just. It, it, I don't understand. I just I, I don't understand the vision. I'm with you, man. Um, the Marcy, man. Um, real quick, man. I'm I'm gonna get right back into it for you, man. Real quick, um, for you guys to miss real quick. Gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and read uh Kyle Kuzma's uh quote again. All right, so this is from Hoop District. Uh follow him on Twitter. Kyle Kuzma said on the trio of himself, Christopher Zingas and Bradley Bill, after 30 games playing together, quote unquote, I don't know necessarily if it's a big three. None of us are all-stars. We can fill up points, but are we defending enough? Are we helping make others better? So, I mean, let's look at it, man. I mean, are they all-stars? Like I said, I think him and KP should have been, but they're not. You know, if you look at the fact that, yeah, they can score at a high level. You know, they can score 79 to 90 points as a collector core, the three of them. But the defense is abysmal. The defense is terrible. And are they making anybody better? No. They're not. They're just, if you look at the, the this solid three together, they take up 85% of the shots. You know, you, 
So his his comments are right on. His comments are right on. And the fact that it's coming from a guy that we hope to stay is already telling you that <laughs> this is Brad's show, man. And it's tough to really bring anybody in here because you know that he's running the show. And it's, so if you want to pay him 20 to $25 million, you have to give him some responsibility. You got to give him, you got to get, you got to give it a coos, man, because he's not going to show up here $25 million to be second fiddle to a guy that clearly should not be bringing the ball up. So, uh, let's see. IBS FTW. He needs the ball. Yep, yep, yep. Shen Mayer, man. What's going on? How you doing tonight, man? West got to go at the end of the year. I think so, yeah. I, I mean, if he's not, I want to see some considerable, considerable growth from year two to three, man. You know, if we're in year three, you still don't know how to do a rotation. You still don't know how to make adjustments at halftime. Then you got to go. I'm, I want to see a veteran guy in here, man. A veteran head coach. I think if a big name shows up, man, you, you got to make a run out of man. If you're serious about, you know, building around his core. But I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. A part of me does want to see how he does with a rebuilding team. You know, if he, if he can kind of, but that's the thing, you know, Tommy Shepard, are you really going to depend on Tommy Shepard drafting for a rebuild? I mean, that, and that's part of the dysfunction. You can't, I mean, you cannot really give Western Cell the keys and say, here, find, you know, coach him up. Find, we, you know, Tommy's going to find the guys for your system, coach him up because you can't exactly trust Tommy Shepard to find the pieces through the draft. You know, we saw a player that we had an opportunity to draft uh, last game against Atlanta, Jalen Johnson. You know, and he is contributing immediately. There's still an APB out for Johnny Davis. And yeah, I get it, man. You know, he is improving in the G League. And I'm still a believer, Johnny Davis. I think he's going to still be a decent player. But, you know, you have to, especially if you're drafting around 10 to 15, you got to find those diamonds in the rough. You got to find guys who can contribute right away, man. So, uh, Mikey Mike, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? Bill's a good player, my favorite player. But his best season came when we had an aggressive point guard. Thank you, sir. Fourth quarter turnovers be messing the team up. Yeah, I agree. John Wall was great for Bradley Bill. It allowed him to be that score. You know, you had a guard who can drive the lane, who can dish out, who can collapse the defense. Russell Westbrook did the same thing. He collapsed the defense, led to a lot of open shots. Without Russ, man, he does not average 30-plus that year. So I'm with you. You know, we need, we, you know, in this offseason, we have to find a guard who's got a little bit of giddy up who can go drive the lane, you know, has some speed, who can collapse his defense and really utilize some shooters, man. Uh, let's see. Man, I definitely appreciate y'all tonight, man. Um, back at you, champ. I agree. I'm going to say Wes is not the guy. He needs to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he doesn't go, he needs some considerable growth, man, from year two to three. But, ah, uh, man. Uh, let's see. Back at you, Alfonso. See, I got I get the sense that you feel that the head coach needs to go let go. Yeah, I mean, here's my thing. If we finally go into a rebuild, then yeah, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see if West can coach up a young, a young team to his system. Because I do believe, you know, him coming in this this situation as not being a head coach to a roster that has veterans and, and young guys, it is it, tough to really implement a system where half the team can't play defense, you know. So, but again. The trouble with that is, do you trust Tommy Shepard to draft a young team? I I just don't. I, his draft record is is mad at best. I mean, it's just so. Uh, see, good comments tonight, man. Back at your IBS FTW. 
They called Denny six man and he get in and doesn't touch the ball for all the you know. Look, I do believe this, man. And I know, look, you know, there, there is a little bit of friction with some of y'all, man, with Denny, you know, for you guys, especially for one of our Israeli fans. Um, very pro Denny, and I get it, man. You know, national pride, you know, definitely root for your guy. I get it. And he is a good young player. You know, does he has some ways to go? Yeah, he's not a finished product, but you also got your fans who are anti-Denny. You know, look, man, we need to let, let, here, here's the thing, man. You know, in the in in the Israeli league, he was a star. You know, the NBA, man, it, your stars are like 10, 15 guys. And you have hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of guys who just are average guys. And Denny's there. You know, he's not gonna be that guy in the NBA, you know, but I do believe he's good enough to where they need to give him some ball handling duty, man. Bring the ball up for the second unit, man. Or I I don't care what he do. Just stop letting Bradley Bill do it. You know, just but I think Denny, he, you're gonna see growth, man. You know, his, his three point shots just is is a work in progress, man. But he is showing a lot more confidence driving the lane, and so I think he would be a good six man. But he's got to work on that shot, man. Um, let's see, Anthony McCormick, what's up, man? How you doing tonight? To be honest, Bill sucks, and I'm a big fan. <laughs> I love Bradley Bill. I I love him as a player. You know, look, he's my top three Wizards, man. Is Gilbert Arenas, John Wall. And Bradley Bell, easy, but he's not a top-tier guy, and he's not a guy who you can plug in to be the face of a franchise. He's a two, number three guy, you know. But like they say, it is what it is. This is the situation we're in. Um, Big J, 52, man, what's going on with you? Sup, not feeling West. I don't like leaders that go by data and stats. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. You know, this, with analytics and all this, I think there's a time and place for that. I'm not a person who thinks that we need to be 100% depending on analytics. I think it's a tool that you can use in scouting, but to be 100% on analytics, I, I think it's a little crazy. You got to, you know, still got to trust old scouting. You know, if you look at Moneyball with Major League Baseball with the Oakland A's, yeah, they were successful building regular season teams, but they never won a title. They never got past the wild card or the divisional series. So, you know, analytics can only go so far. It's a tool, but it's not your only tool you know what i'm saying um a uh, couple more y'all and again next week we are going to do a couple of mailbag uh, episodes man so i'm, I'm loving the comments man but uh, we're going to do one more comment let's see oh sheldon t talking about dancing lord have mercy ah uh, see two two more comments i see a couple good ones man um huh, super chef we got a hawks fan in here y'all I'm a Hawks fan, and you guys are underrated. Y'all just don't give up. We're just not consistent, man. We have giddy up when we want it to. <laughs> I mean, we can we can really put some effort forward when we want to. It's just consistency, man. Um, so one more comment. I'm gonna roll with my man Sheldon T. What's going on, man? Now that uh, Snyder is selling the Commanders, time to focus on Leonces and his failure at the Wizards owner. Well, unlike Dan Snyder. There's no off-the-court controversy that's really pushing him. You know, there's nothing really, really going to push him out of ownership of this team unless somebody gives him an offer that's too good to, to pass up. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see him selling. You know, like I said, he was in the, he was in the running for buying the Nationals. So, you know, he was trying to expand, you know. And it, so, you know, he's really trying to build up the monument, uh, monumental sports. So, you know, I, I, I don't see it happening anytime soon, man. But. Again, y'all, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, man, tonight. I appreciate everybody, man. Um, definitely showing up and showing me some love. Uh, tomorrow night, 
was definitely try to get this W against the Atlanta Hawks, man. This is a must win. We lose, man. We're gonna we're, we're gonna keep digging this hole, and we're not gonna be able to get the five hundred. And just we gotta be consistent. So, again, appreciate y'all tonight, man. Thank you for making Locked the Wizards your first listen today. Now make your second listen, Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, y'all, we are very, 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 very close to 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. So definitely like, subscribe, hit that notification button, let you know when uh, new episodes come out. Holler at me and my dude, the real Ed Oliver, on Instagram and Twitter. We chop it up on game days and off days alike. You know, definitely on my Instagram, man, I go to games year-round. If it's not Major League Baseball, Minor League, you know, NFL, XFL, NBA. So I put a lot of pictures up. But, you know, definitely check us out, man. So, again, I appreciate y'all, man. You know, um, try to was try to show some support and get this dub, man. You know, must-win game. So, again, appreciate y'all, man. So, y'all have a good night, man. I, I hope y'all have a blessed night. And see y'all tomorrow. Peace.